What's up, Over friends? How you guys doing? Sean and Brad here, Guys Beer Sports, episode 25 today, mm-hmm. quarter of a century. I uh, can't believe we're still doing this in some regard, but it's been a blast the entire time. So thanks for rocking with us. Uh, you know, Sean, our podcast could be able to rent a car in a lot of worlds. So that's a uh, big deal. <laughs> you know, breaking our insurance. That's exactly it. You're right. You're right. Uh, Insurance has gone lower. Excellent. Excellent. I, uh, I'm very excited. 25 episodes. I, I honestly, I didn't know what to expect going into this. Um, and here we are at 25. Uh, knew what to expect to be fun. That's about it. Right. That's, that's really about it. And and it has been, it's been tremendous fun. Um, people are starting to starting to talk now on the Facebook page and on the, uh, on the Facebook group and great conversations going on so much happening in sports. We're going to get into all of that. It's amazing week. Sometimes I wish that the only way we can actually talk about some of these things is just through the Facebook group and chat, because we're all working and everything. And uh, sometimes when something huge happens, like throughout this week, uh, that's how we're conversing until Saturday. And now we're, we're, we're actually going to dissect some of these uh, stories that happen. Yeah. It's an unbelievable week in sports. Yeah. It's a great time to be alive. That's for sure. Like it's, this is like where the, all of the, the melting pot of the world comes together for sports. Oh yeah, man. If you want to forget your problems and uh, just, just enjoy being a fan. This or is, just, or just have problems that you can't fix. <laughs> that you have no control. Better entertaining. Over. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll get into that. I think a little bit uh, as we talk about NFL, I, I see that you're already resigned to uh, your team's losing this weekend. No, no, no. no. Whoa. Here, so, easy now it's only because you know i'm canadian as you can very well tell as you can yeah the very well tell yeah that's, you the, can very that's well the big tell. deal oh wait 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 my little hockey book there sports that's Australia not enough book. it's the naked james george <laughs> anyways though so nhl season started on wednesday huge deal here in canada right i mean um you know, let's face it, NFL, everybody, there's there's a percentage here in Canada, not like the US, but there is a percentage, there's a good percentage that likes yeah. the NFL. Yeah. But NHL is king here, right? So um, so that's all I'm repping. The thing is, no, I'm not I'm not sitting there thinking that the Bills are gonna lose. I think the Bills have a great chance. I don't know if you've been looking at the stats between Lamar Jackson and yeah. Josh Allen. We're gonna get into it. Let's, let's I don't not, know if you've been looking at them. Let's not They're, get into it right now. Let's get into it. Let's get into it uh in a minute. You brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> you forced me to bring it up ah. um, so uh whoever you're watching this in in, in your time uh in real time saturday morning it's uh 8 15 on the west coast we want to get this in before the games kicked off today so here we are um i am not drinking beer this morning uh simply because it's 8 15 on the west coast so do want to give a big shout out to the Flyers Brewery. Uh, they have me all ready to go for the game later today. I got the pacemaker porter. Can't get off it. You can see my growl back there in the corner. <laughs> that pacemaker is the bomb, man. It gets me through everything. Um, you got a couple of tall cans, 32-ounce cans you can get filled right now. Uh, down at Flyers, you can get a growler for a takeaway. Uh, they got great food specials. They've got pop-up guests uh, in their tent selling merchandise. You can pop in there. You can shop, get your food, grab your beer, all before the game, get home. 
uh, open 12 to 8 daily. So go see our friends at Flyers Corner, corner of Highway 20 and uh, Whidbey Avenue here in Oak Harbor. Yeah, I just want to say thank you to Flyers there for supporting us and uh, um, just basically just uh, promoting us. It's It's been it's been amazing and uh tony and the boys there thank you so much for that uh i unfortunately i'm still in quarantine joanna like i said just she got back from ohio or almost at the end of it i believe come wednesday is the end so uh i'll be on the beer next week uh it's been on the beer beer. (laughs) uh yeah man lots happened this week in the world of sports um i don't even know where to start I don't, I don't even know where to start. Okay, let's let's just start with hockey. Let's just start with hockey right now. Right. So hockey started on Wednesday. Um, we have the different divisions. They're just going to play each other in, at nauseum, right? So Montreal, yeah. Toronto, Ottawa, and Toronto, we're going to see them 10 times, you know. That's already half the season right there. And then, <laughs> and then you have all these other teams that are going to have to play. Yeah. Um, it's already the scores are outrageous because there's no preseason or anything yeah, like no that. One has, no one's worked into it, right? No. I mean, it was 5-3 last night for the Senators uh-huh. against the Leafs. And I know right now one of my buddies there, Dave Conacher, probably most happiest Sen ever. Um, he he doesn't even did, call did my you team. Put, did you put your Ottawa jersey on last night and sleep in it? Get out of here. He didn't even you – know, you, know, you know what the funny thing is? He doesn't even call – my team by their name he calls it the blue and white team oh. uh yeah like it's super it. it's just like really dude <laughs> anyways uh dave hey I'm hope sorry. you're doing hey, well thanks for the thanks for the tip buddy i'm gonna start calling them the blue and white awesome. oh my gosh dave is actually out in oak harbor right now so dave if you're listening uh make sure you look up brad and then you can dave share on, stories buddy. let's get it let's get it in <laughs> we can talk about sean um yeah, so I watched a little bit of the opening uh, for hockey, you know. Mm-hmm. I think I'll commit to watching one game a week. It's just, you know, at least until the other seasons. Are until postseason's done. Yeah. Well, yeah. We'll have more time. Um, but there's one thing that strikes me uh-huh. in this whole thing, uh-huh. and it's this. How nervous are you that the NHL is going to be bankrupt at the end of this year? Uh, I'm actually not as nervous as what i was going there they they're selling naming rights for their divisions they're advertising on their division rights mm. it's the mass mutual east division mm-hmm. yeah i know we're the scotia it's, i think it's the scotia bank the discover or, central division yeah the scotia bell i think it's the scotia bell north division the honda west division yeah yeah come on man like what are we doing here yeah, well, they're doing that, and I don't know if you've noticed on the uh, helmets, but they also have yep. whoever own like whoever has the yeah. owning franchise yeah, of matches, that. It matches. Yeah. Up the front. yeah, and that's fine. I don't. I don't mind advertising on jerseys and helmets. Uh, the advertising on the glass is a little bit irritating. You know, have you noticed that on glass? You mean on the yeah. boards? On the boards? Yeah. What do you? Call yeah, 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 yeah. The, the boards. No, no, the glass is a glass, man. That's. No, it's on the glass. Like it's it's superimposed on the glass during the broadcast. They have logos. Wow, I I no, I haven't been paying. I Super usually I just look irritating. at the boards because the boards always has advertising everywhere, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? So yeah, 
Yeah. No, on um, the glass, on the glass, and they swap it out like every uh what do you guys call them? Quarters, periods, periods. Every period. Yeah, that would be that would be annoying. I guess I don't pay attention because I'm just so desensitized because of all the advertising on the boards, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then even like even here, uh, when I'm watching NFL, they'll it's so weird, right? Because you'll have your own advertising, whatever that's going on, but somehow we'll superimpose a Canadian company onto that advertising that you're showing. Hilarious. So I know, yeah. So I mean <laughs> You just become desensitized, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, for me, it's on the glasses. It's distracting when the puck goes flying through, which, you know, they have the new puck tracing technology, so Joanna should be happy. That should be nice. Um, <laughs> I'll be able to follow that a little bit easier. Yeah, that was Joanna's biggest... Uh, she always thought that there's no there's no rhyme or reason to the game. Like, it's just a bunch of people flailing with sticks. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, you have to isn't cycle that, the puck. Isn't that true? No, there's cycling. There's there's oh. like so much so much strategy that goes into it. It feels like a monkey fire drill sometimes, where they're just batting shit around and going crazy. <laughs> My favorite though, I've been playing at NHL 20 uh this week in quarantine. Mm-hmm. And Snoop Dogg is on it. And yeah. I still think Snoop Dogg is the best thing that happened to the NHL. Yeah, they should have him live calling all kinds of games. Oh. Especially with the technology they have now, you know, because a lot of the announcers, even in the NBA games, aren't traveling. They're in their home. We, you know, Tony Romo's been calling playoff games from his home because I, I think he probably had a little bit of a COVID issue. Yeah. Uh, he seems to be the only one not traveling. But with the technology they have these days and the way they can live, they can just boom the broadcast right into your yeah. house. Man, set soup up in, or snoop up in the yeah. studio. Like, let's get this in. I totally agree. I mean, we need it for uh, everything. Yeah, like it's funny, right? Because like a, I'd watch, I would watch hockey games that Snoop was on the call for. 100%. Absolutely, because I mean, the thing is that he actually understands the game too. He's not just yes. one of those guys. He's just yeah. like he understands the game, and that's it. That to me, for a guy that played football, grew up around football, basketball, that he understands hockey and he understands it well. That's the thing. There he loves it. Nothing more annoying to me in sports than the famous person being on a microphone that can't talk about sports like on during like play-by-play like chris collinsworth well at least chris collinsworth (laughs) he did play he did (laughs) uh you know even like a guy like Stephen a who knows a lot about sports is i don't know if you ever seen him on a live broadcast he's terrible i remember him when the ufc first started on espn yes. and he, they just brought him it's in there and it's terrible. like did this guy ever watch a ufc fight no. like <laughs> all he watches he just watches the story gets some background forms an opinion and he's very good at that he, he is. is not good on his toes until dan cormier yeah kind of was looking at him like <laughs> yeah can't do it <laughs> but you so, know like that's 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 i don't know man like we're getting off topic here, but you know Jay on right and uh, Dan uh, Dan O'Toole. They were on FS1 when they first started. Mm-hmm. They came from TSN. They're back here in TSN, um, and and now yeah, their their shtick is a little old, but Canadians still love it, right? But yeah, well, I I love the way that they would do it. But then after a while, I'm sorry, you know, Will Ferrell is Will Ferrell, and you can't be Will Ferrell and doing sports. You know, like only no. Will Ferrell could do that. So. Yeah. You know, and only in burst. I'm going to get. You can't take it a lot. I'm going to get crapped on right now by a lot of Canadians for saying that. (laughs) Well, I don't know. (laughs) I don't feel like it's anything new. Mm. No, I don't know. (laughs) But you just have to think think that 
FS1 is like the JV of sports broadcasting in America. So if they couldn't cut it there, then there's something to be said because, you know, that's where everyone starts out at. I'll just never forget when when they were at FS1, they started and everybody was already ticked that they lost the speed network in the U.S. They lost the speed network and that's what yeah. took over was FS1. And then they were just saying, these guys are horrible. Nobody wants comedy in sports. It's like, well. I kind of do. <laughs> yeah, more comedy and sports, time and place. Yeah, exactly. Context. Yeah. That's funny that people were so upset about the speed channel going away. Yeah, yeah, they were like vexed. Silly. Oh, I never saw so much hate mail. I'm like, holy jeez. <laughs> you know, but you know, so yeah, hockey's back. Uh, no preseason. The scores are outrageous. Like I'm looking at some of these scores. And well, it's just... yeah, I'd be curious to see what preseason scores look like. Even I don't think it's as far out as what I'm looking at here. Like eight nothing well, for the Avalanche. But the thing with preseason is that your starters don't play the entire time, right? That's right. That's right. And so now you're you're getting guys in that are still in warm up mode, so to speak. Yeah. And you've got yeah. guys that get going faster than others. Yeah. And then there's, I mean, you that's know, why, that's what it is. There's 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 teams where there's a lot that's expected. Like the Canadians, there's a lot expected. There's some really good games going on tonight, though. Like. Leafs and Senators, that's a back-to-back. So Leafs are going to have to play the Senators one more time. Uh, and then the Canadians and the Oilers. What time, what time is that game on? What time is uh, your blue and white game on, John? <laughs> 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So that's uh, four yours. What time is the uh, your Buffalo Bills game on tonight? Four, I, I, you know what? Buffalo Bills game today is at... It's 5.15 my time. It's 8.15 Eastern Time. I'm not watching, I'm not watching the Leafs, I'll tell you that. I... Yeah, Sorry, awesome. Leafs. Well, yeah, because the I've watched would, the first you, period. Do you know what time that game was on? We did not know what time the Bills game was on. So. No, 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 Bills are at uh, eight fifteen. Well, nine fifteen, eight fifteen your time. Yeah, no, yeah. eight fifteen East Coast time. Yeah, five fifteen West Coast time. Yeah, and your Rams, your Rams are playing there. My right? Rams. <laughs> oh, not my Rams. At one thirty there today. I'm a talking. giant Green Bay Packer fan today. <laughs> I'm even wearing green and gold. I, I mean, it's kind of on accident, but maybe it's wait a, a second. Uh, wait, world champs? Isn't that your Supersonics? Yeah, I'm still green. Yeah, yeah. Closest you're, this is as close as you're going to find me rooting for another team is wearing their colors on the day, but it's going to be colors of my team. Sonics oh my forever. Oh, that's great. I love it. No, man. Uh, you know. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to watch the first period. That's about it. And switch over to the Bills game very quickly yeah. after that. Um, I'm I'm glad that they're at least they're playing like primetime Bills-Ravens, you know? Yeah. That's good. So, yeah. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know who it favors. We'll talk about it in a minute. We'll, we'll get into that. What else? Do you right. I think... You know, I still hold on to uh, the pick I made last week when I said Vancouver was going to be the sleeper. So, well, Vancouver is going to have to compete against uh, like teams like Edmonton and Winnipeg, right? Flames. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, the Flames are, they're no joke. Edmonton has probably got the best one two punch in all of hockey. Um, yeah. I thought you it was know. interesting that you just said that that's who they have to compete against, but your blue and whites are in that same division, and you failed to mention that. They're in the same division, but, you know, the thing is that we're playing more against Ottawa and Montreal, maybe a little bit more Winnipeg, you know what I mean? Like, we're going to see Ottawa and Montreal a heck of a lot this season. 
and usually we're lucky to see them four or five times, right? Now it's double that, and it's like, oh, yeah. teams are going to be hating each other going into this postseason. Yeah, I'm interested. Yeah, that's going. The postseason is going to be wild because mm-hmm. familiarity breeds contempt, right? Mm-hmm. That's going to be be some real things going on in the playoffs. Uh, be interested to see if Demko can hold it together uh, in a full season. So, well, Demko, I think he's backing up uh, Braden Holpe there, so he's, he's going to be all right and brought we'll up. Yeah, we'll and another thing is that your Canucks for sure they're a sleeper. They have probably they came out with the best goaltender in all that free agency. So to be able to grab, uh, to be able to grab Braden Holpe, 2018 yeah. Stanley Cup winner, mm. did yeah. well. I feel like Thatcher might play before too long. So something's going to bad is going to happen. Well, he's 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 definitely going to take a good percentage of the backup stuff. Well, all the backup stuff. So he's probably going to get out of that 56 games. I wouldn't be surprised if he sees 20 something. You know, yeah. maybe we'll maybe he holds up. Yeah. Um, I think he's a great. I think he's a great, uh, great addition. I think he's great. I think the Canucks have a great chance, um, especially after last season's uh, appearance. The thing is, is that with the NHL season, um, it's just interesting the way that they're going to be playing each other like this. Like Boston has nobody. Like who does who does Boston have to play against? You know what I mean? As far as just a rivalry, because their biggest rivals they can't play against, which is Montreal. That's Boston's huge yeah. rival, and they can't play against them. So it's interesting as far as yeah, that's they'll make it up. You know, I mean, they got to go to Philly. Philly and Boston have no love lost. They they play the Rangers and the Islanders, New York and Boston. Yeah, I mean, they'll they'll figure it out. Yeah, like I get from a rivalry perspective, but you're talking about cities and history, and those those two aren't going to get along very well. No, for sure. Yeah, I mean, you know, like Pittsburgh and Philadelphia, that, that's an automatic rivalry. And of course, the Rangers and the Islanders, huge rivalry. Yeah. Devils mixed into that. Yeah. Then there's teams yeah. where it's just like you know, like Vegas. <laughs> Vegas is so young, and yet I'm sure there's some teams that can't stand them. And I'm sure one of the biggest rivals is Washington, and they're not going to see them at all this season to the postseason. Yeah, it's always so crazy to me that like where the line is. I mean, looking at this West Division, it's St. Louis and Minnesota. Uh-huh. You couldn't put them somewhere else. That's so crazy to me. I know, right? <laughs> Considering how close Vegas, Missouri. Colorado, San Jose, Arizona, Anaheim, Los Angeles. Yeah, that's all West. That's yeah. easy. Yeah, that Minnesota? that was easy. Yeah, Minnesota, the yeah. West. I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whatever. It's fine. I know. It's it's weird. It's you know, I always thought that too because Missouri just borders on Illinois. So it's like, yeah. how how is that not more central? I don't understand. It's fascinating to see how um, NHL deals with the COVID situation. It's you know, you you have nineteen uh, Dallas Stars testing positive. You've got a handful of other players. Um, it'll be interesting how the two countries decide to handle those things because it is very different. Well, it took at this point. It took so long. It took so long for Canada to get on board, right? Yeah, just even do well, travel. Like, what do you? What happens with the travel? And what happens if there's an outbreak in Canada, right? And in, in the Canadian division, what does it stop? Like, it's interesting questions. Yeah, well, and we'll see. We're watching it right now in the NBA. We're watching the NBA having to, you know, I think they're coming up on a real issue, um, and having to cancel and reschedule games right now. 
And we yeah. saw it with the NFL early, but with, with the NFL, it's a little bit easier uh, to have some flexibility in moving your games around. That's why we saw yeah. some Wednesday night games and and those things and games kind of pushing around. See, it comes well, down to how much are you dependent upon commercials? You know what I mean? Like, because you they pay yeah. they pay for that game to go on. So, yeah. how much are you dependent upon that in your league? Can you move it? Because if if you are truly the the you know like as a league like the NFL, I really think they could have moved the Super Bowl if they wanted to. They could have moved anything around that they wanted to yeah. because that's how powerful the NFL is. Yep. NHL and NBA, I think the NBA's got some juice. They can move stuff around if they had to. The NBA has postseason juice. Yeah, for sure. NHL, that's a hard one. That's hard. Yes, because the NHL is selling the naming rights to their divisions right now. I know, I know. Well, listen, like it's that's not a the step same. away from yeah. selling naming rights for your team. Yeah, yeah. It's not the right? same as the CFL, though. Like, hey, so you could pay. No, Don't give no. us back the money. It's Just put your name. Same. Put your yeah. name onto <laughs> the trophy. <laughs> to the Grey Cup. It's not the same. You're right. You're right. How upset are people going to be when the CFL goes bankrupt and they don't get to have their name on that trophy? CFL gets NFL money, so they're never going bankrupt. Mm, we'll see. NFL invests in them. So, yeah. But I mean, lean times, right? Recaps <laughs> going down in the NFL, you know, <laughs> cutting some of that revenue out. Yeah. Yeah. So true. Uh, moving oh. Really, the one thing I wanted to talk about. Unless you have something you want to. No, I mean, as soon as you said, as soon as you said revenues and you said caps going down, I wanted to bring that up. Here we are. James Harden (laughs) is a Brooklyn. (laughs) First things first. Are you excited (laughs) that he's not a Toronto Raptor? Yes. Yes. I don't think that that guy would have brought anything. All right. All right. That's a little harsh. He would have brought points. No defense, all offense. I don't know if you win more games. Got to yeah. be honest. You know, Harden's not a bad defender. It's effort. And I think the thing for me is that he doesn't bring leadership. No, he's a whiny baby. I mean, yeah. DeMarcus you Cousin. Know, DeMarcus you, know he, you know who he loves, though, and who he thinks is his big brother? Mm. It's Kevin Durant. I think this is the best possible landing spot for James Harden. I don't think they win. But. I think from a getting the best James Harden, I think you'll see it when he's paired with Kevin Durant. I don't know, man. Boogie Boogie Cousins ended up saying that he was overweight and he just had a hissy fit about that. But he yeah, was. He <laughs> isn't wrong. He's not wrong. You know, I think James just had wore himself out in Houston. He was tired of it. And I think he's going to feel better about being – Back in the familiar, I think that James Harden has lost his way uh, off the court, and yeah. I think trying to figure out who he is, and I think that him reuniting with uh, you know one of his best friends and Kevin Durant is you know maybe a way it's to a get plus. That it's a plus, but now you okay, so you have these three huge egos on one team, like, but the only one that could back it up is Kevin Durant. He's the only one that's been out there playing. He's the only one that looks great. Kyrie Irving, from time to time, will show it. But then there's times where it's just like, you know, he'll just have his own thing, like I'm not going to play or whatever. It's yeah. it's weird. Like his his whole entire headspace, his headspace is just weird, man. I and now you're be, bringing in – sorry, uh, go ahead. I'd be surprised if Kyrie makes it to the trade deadline, to be honest with you. 
I, I, I would get rid of him. I think that's he, well, they, they gave up so much to get uh, yeah. James. That yeah. I think if they could package Kyrie and get a couple picks back, a couple good players back. Well, that's the yeah. thing. Like Lavert, I like Lavert. Lavert has great Levert's defense. Lavert's going to go off in Indiana. Watch. Two-way player, yeah. great two-way yeah. player. Victor Oladipo now in Houston. I think that's great for Houston. You know, yeah, he's I, not James Harden, but you, you know, with him, has effort. Yeah, and John if Wall. They can stay healthy. If they can stay healthy, Houston's really put his team together. Indiana got markedly better. I want. I was able to watch yeah. Indiana play twice this week for some weird reason. That's just how it fell in the West Coast schedule for them, and they are a really good team. Mm-hmm. And I watched them play Thursday night after the trade. So they didn't mm-hmm. have old. They didn't have any of their players back. Like the players they had traded off were gone, and the players are coming in didn't. And they were because they really, have to wait, right? Yeah. yeah, they were a really good team. Yeah, and adding Levert, who's going to go off. You watch, just watch. Like, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, he was on the edge last year. Mm. I felt like and was just kind of getting going this year. And I think well, think about God. it. They had no Kyrie in the postseason. It was all Lavert against yep. the Raptors. It was all Lavert. Yep. That's why I said Lavert's a great player. And so Indiana just won the sweepstakes for that. Man, I, I put that thing that NBA put up with <laughs> that 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 scene from the office. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to me, that's that's so true. Where they're just in that Mexican standoff. Who's going to take the last shot? Like, who is? Who? <laughs> what Katie. set plays are you doing? So well, we're going to see. We're going to see what Steve Nash is made of. You know, um, and one hmm. one thing to not miss with Steve. Who's Nash, the assistant? Who's the assistant coach there in Brooklyn? It's uh, Mike DeAnt- D'Antoni. So that's the interesting thing here is that he yeah. coached Harden last year, right? Yeah. Yep, and he's one that gave the checkoff. Even though everybody else is saying that Harden's a problem child, whatever, D'Antoni said, "Go after him, go get him." Oh, but yeah, James was never a problem for D'Antoni, right? Yeah, was not. Uh, Steve Nash was the was a special assistant coach in charge of player development for the Golden State Warriors when Kevin Durant was there. Right. So they have history there, mm-hmm. but. More and more importantly, Steve Nash has familiarity, has been in rooms with Steve Kerr and understands how to mesh three, you know, superstars together to get him on the same page. Yeah. Four, really, if you count Draymond Green, which I would argue that Draymond and Kyrie are similar in problem, not similar in yeah. in player or stature, but like this with the headspace and, and with the, the disruption they can bring when they're not happy. It's, I think it's similar. So yeah, I uh, to me it's like, uh, you know, so you have these three guys coming on there. It's almost the equivalent of what happened in Miami back in 2010, right? When all three of those yeah. the big three came on there, um, and of course, more. yeah, because Chris Bosh, I mean, yeah, he was great. He, he's a star. He uh, maybe a yes. superstar. He wasn't a franchise player, right? Yeah, the comparables for me is Chris Bosh is Kyrie. Yeah, yeah, right. And then you get, which is maybe a wash. I mean, Kyrie's better than Chris Bosh, star power and player wise. And then yeah. you've got Dwayne Wade and James Harden, right? Which, you know, is also very tight. But then you've got Kevin Durant and LeBron James at this point. I think that you give the nod to, the nod to Brooklyn maybe by a slim margin, but there's still a better it, three. They don't make it to the finals. Okay. They don't make it to the finals this year, this trade 
If they don't make it to the finals the next three years in a row, it's a bust. Yeah, it's a bust. Yeah. It's a bust. An all, yeah, have to, an you don't have to win it. They don't have to win it every time, but they have to make it. Yeah. That's what you especially just traded. Yes. Yes. You should have no problems walking through, well, maybe Minnesota, but even Minnesota. I mean, I'm sorry. Till Giannis Minnesota. shows me something different. Not, I'm not, not Minnesota. Sorry. Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Until Giannis. Yeah, I know. And also in the West. Yeah, unless unless Giannis shows something different in the postseason, yeah, you, you know. Yeah. It's, when you wonder it's, about, yeah, there's a couple. Hey, I don't think they'll have any problems. I think they're built to that. I don't think that Giannis and Katie one on one goes Giannis's way. No, no, and and so he wins back to back MVPs. Uh, just so happens that Durant's not playing really in both those seasons. So you know, you know who else you know who else won a lot of MVPs? Steve Nash. Two, two, yes, yeah. But he played. He played. Uh, Did he win? No, no, no. But he played. Uh, so that's just you know. It is what it he is. played in the era of Kobe and LeBron and all them. You know, but exactly. Yeah, he still won the MVP, but that doesn't necessarily dictate that you're going to be good in the finals or in the uh, playoffs. He was playing for the Suns, though. I mean, exactly. That's what I'm yeah. saying. He's playing for the Bucks. The Bucks aren't good either. I yeah. watch. <laughs> They've got yeah. some talented pieces, but they're not a team. And that's no. man, that's the thing. Like I, I'll tell you that I will watch this James Harden debut mm. uh, just to see how because just to see how him and Kevin interact. Because you know, on the Olympic team when those three go, like mm. that's a squad. It's just it's just almost unfair though to be those three on the east. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah, it's, I sent you something this week. I don't remember how which of the teams were how many. I feel like it was four, but those three, Harden, Kyrie, and uh, Kevin Durant are their contracts are more than four other teams in total. Dude, right? think about four, this: four, hundred and fifteen million just yeah. for those three t- three yeah. players there's, on there's one least, season. Yeah, there's at least four other teams. Uh, the Knicks are one. I feel like it's the Pelicans and maybe the bottom, and the Hornets, maybe or something like that. Anyway, one hundred fifteen million. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, your starters, you got fourteen guys. That are paid less than those three. You got to go, and you have to win now because you just gave up first round picks for the next three years. So you have to be good. Yeah, but the Clippers did it. Then the Clippers look like garbage right now too. Yeah, Yeah. Paul George though looks good. What happened to Kawhi? I think he is who he's always been. What's that? He is who he's always been. What's that? He needs a superstar to be around him to get him somewhere. He didn't need a superstar in Toronto. He needed Kyrie Lowry. Or not Kyrie, Kyle Lowry. <laughs> Kyle Lowry? Kyle Lowry is a superstar. Okay, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, yeah. I, I don't have a lot of uh, faith in the OGs and the, uh, uh, what's the other kid's name? Pascal uh, Siakam. Yeah, Siakam. I mean, they're fine. Fred Van Vliet. Yeah. yeah, they're all fine players, right? They are. They're not, they're not DeMar DeRozan's or Kyrie or God, I Kyle, Kyle Lowry. Man, yeah. I cannot get past it today. <laughs> Kyle Lowry, I think, is in the last year of his contract. I don't think he's a Raptor after this year. I, think. I don't think someone's going to pay him because he, I'm telling yeah. you, man, he is the guy. Right? Yeah. Kyle Lowry, is a, he needs, he's going to go somewhere where they need a point guard that they want to win with. I'll be surprised if he finishes up the season as a Raptor. Yeah, I think, yeah. Uh, what's the GM's name there in Toronto? Masai Ujiri. That's right. Uh, I think that he's a smart guy, and he probably understands that Kyle doesn't want to be there. Um, 
or that Kyle's a little bit older and he can get some assets for you know to move forward. I think yeah. I think he's 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 a smart he's one of the smartest GMs in basketball. Right? Man, he took a, a took a gamble and it paid off, you know. And yeah. uh well he's taken he's done some work though, right? I mean Toronto's never been uh in full rebuild mode for the since he's been there. Yeah, but right? now they're gonna they're going to be now. Maybe They're going to be now. Maybe, maybe if he can move Kyle Lowry and get a, a decent draft pick and an impact player, a young impact player under mm-hmm. club control with a cheap contract, yeah, they can all mesh with those other three that we talked about with Van Fleet and OB and Siakam. OG, God, dang man, I'm terrible today with names. Yeah, um, they could turn the corner, they could turn yeah. the corner. Yeah, they, I... need a, they need a dynamic, athletic point guard. Those other three do, and Kyle Lowry is not that. I don't. The thing is, is that if you can't do it with Kyle Lowry right now, who are you going to do it with? That's 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 my thing. I don't think that there's like as far as point guards go in the NBA right now, he's got to be top five. Yeah, Kyle Lowry, he's got to be top five. He's not a slouch. His defense is on point. He can get double doubles when he wants. Great assist maker. He is. And anybody that were to get him would be getting themselves somebody that's going to be able to gel guys together. I just I just see him not finishing the season as a rapper. And if you're Tyron Lou, like you're calling, right? How loud in the Clippers? Wow. That would be like the, the Raptors light. <laughs> <laughs> the Raptors heavy. Uh, yeah, yeah. Kyle Kawhi and Paul George. Kyle Kawhi, Paul George, and Serge Ibaka. I'm sorry. That's a thing that's sure. being it's missing. It's missing yeah. in Toronto. You notice yeah. it. Um that guy yeah. that pressure in the middle. Well, even the Marcus All, right? Yeah. Even Marcus All, that's exactly it. Although I think that uh what's his face there? Um Boucher has been doing very well, the 28-year-old part-time rookie. Yeah. What's interesting, um, you know, is uh, I watched the Lakers game last night and, you know, Marcus Alls getting a lot of minutes and he's not because he's a better uh, option for the Lakers, maybe Mm -hmm. physically, Mm -hmm. but he's just so smart. You just watch the offense open up when he runs, when he's in there. They're the best playmaking center I've ever seen. Okay. Well, that's, that's, that's a thing, but yeah, he's good. He is good. He's a great playmaking center. What do you? He's great. I don't know if he's the best ever, but yeah. Who do you think is better right now? Oh, right now. Yeah. Well, I mean, right now, yeah. That's yeah. Right now is fine. I'll take him right now. Okay. The last ten years, probably right, but ever. Okay. All right. right. Sorry. Words. Words matter. (laughs) You said you said that you had ever seen. That's what I was reacting to. Uh, Okay, on my team, he's better. Yeah, he's better than uh, than his brother. It's weird to even say that because his brother won so many championships there. (laughs) Yeah, but as good as good as as good as he was, uh, he's not. It's opportunity, right? It's time. It's place for the brother for the the Gasol brothers. Man, it's it's interesting. I mean, he's so young, the NHL and the NBA season, but yet. In the NBA, so much news already, and yeah. I just think there's more to come. I just think there's more to come. It's unbelievable. Now the NFL, Good buddy job. boy, this is this is big divisional weekend. Yeah, 
Um, One of my favorite weekends is less games, but man, you, you couldn't ask for better matchups, right? Nope. Not at all. Not at all. Like I am stoked right now. What's going on? Think about this. So I didn't want to see, I didn't want to see the Texans or I didn't want to see the Ravens really, but with the Browns doing what they did, we're <laughs> not want to see the Ravens. I mean, the Ravens. Man. So the Ravens, the Ravens of their, their one game. I mean, I remember Martin even saying that too, is that the bills are 27th. They're ranked 27th against the run as yeah. defense against the run. So I see Lamar Jackson running a lot. Uh, Lamar Jackson has the opportunity to be the first quarterback in NFL history to have two back-to-back 100-yard playoff games. Yeah, I see that. But if you have a look, you have a look at his stats compared to Josh Allen, okay? Josh Allen is only a few yards less, same amount of touchdowns running on his feet. Yep. But he destroys him in the air. Destroys him in the air. So the big thing is, is that okay? It's going to be a game of attrition, is what it's going to come down to, because it's going to be it's going to be a high scoring affair. I really do think so. Yeah, uh, yeah. We'll see how it goes. I don't know. I'm on the fence about this game. It's yeah, such, such a tight line. It's so it, it's it's, it's high, hard. It's going to be high scoring. It's going to be high scoring. I. It's going to be so hard to really pick somebody. I'm I'm just going with my heart, which is the bills. Yeah. Now with my wallet, I just want to keep it in my back pocket. I don't want to pull it out because I don't know who to. This you know what hardest, I mean? It's like this is the hardest game to pick. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's gonna and, be interesting to see. And the thing is that as as a Buffalo Bills the one fan, thing, the one thing that I can't shake, mm. uh, and I want to say this before you get to your point about being a fan is. The cornerbacks for the Ravens are so crafty. Yeah. Do they catch Josh Allen in something late? That would be my fear if I was a Buffalo fan. I mean, is that you're, gonna see Marcus, you're gonna see Marcus Peters do some dumb, crazy thing mm. and pick the ball off and then dance on your logo. Yeah, I mean that there's always a possibility he does have 10 picks, right? Yeah, yeah. 30 34 when, touchdowns, 10 picks. When it matters, like yeah. Marcus yeah, yeah, yeah. comes up with a big play. And you know where he's going to be. He's going to be covering 14, yeah. right? This is Stephon Diggs and Marcus Peters' show. Yeah. But here's the thing is that, you know, your slot receiver, probably the best slot right now this season, Cole Beasley. So, I mean, you little dick and dunk things there, you know. Um, I if, if, if the Bills lose, it's going to come down to something like that, for sure. Because here's the thing is that you got to, you got to compete with Dobbins and Lamar Jackson and the way that they run that read. I've never seen a guy take off so quickly. Yeah. Now Josh Allen could take off quickly. Josh Allen has shown that he doesn't care. You know, he's shown he has no fear. He'll put his body in harm's way. um, And he wants to win. That's the thing. Both these guys want to win. Lamar Jackson just got his taste of his first playoff victory. And so did Josh Allen. They both got their taste of first playoff victory. They want to go further. And now we see who they are. Yeah, yeah, you know, and it's the same and, thing is with contracts, right? We talked about this uh, not long ago. Is the guys that get big contracts, you know, you can tell the next year if they if want it wasn't to for Josh, they Allen, want to enjoy it. Yeah, if it wasn't for Josh Allen, we don't move on from the wild card. Yeah, like, no, he, he played an unbelievable yeah, game. He played game. well. He definitely played well. You know, but now you need you need him to do it again. 
You need him to do it again against well, the Well, this the is the tell. I mean, I'll probably yeah. shut up about Josh Allen if he plays well. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. That's what together, he's had a good season, and now let's see. Like, this is where it yeah. counts. If you have one good game and you can build on it and have another good game against a vaunted defense, you know, in the weather conditions, all yeah. those things. That's the other thing, too, right? He hasn't played in snow, Lamar Jackson. Now, I mean, yeah. is that is that going to be a – I don't know. Like, is that going to be a huge deal? Is that a deal breaker? I don't know. What I do know uh, – Yeah, it goes in one of two ways, and that's the yeah. thing. What I do know is that both their football IQs have gone up. Like yeah. Lamar was doing boneheaded plays. Josh Allen was doing boneheaded plays a year ago. Yeah. Both of them now. I mean, just to watch Lamar, the last little bit against Tennessee running. And then well, instead of going yeah. out of bounds, just lies down, just yeah. lies down to yeah. run clock. Like those guys decided this offseason that it was less about the, that they should rely less on their physical ability and be more cerebral. And it's mm-hmm. you can see it paying off. Not that, mm-hmm. they, not that they discounted their – they were the guys that always got by on their natural gifts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I, to me, I mean, it's a great game. Probably the biggest one that's that's happening out of – well, no. The, the, it's huge. It's one of the biggest ones for sure. And it's, it's, it's probably the, the most – yeah, It's the best game of the weekend. To me, it's the most evenly matched for sure. Uh, Rams-Packers. Man, all right. So well, we already oh, let's go back and let's just pick this. Who who wins? I'm saying Bills, and I'm saying Bills by three. All right. All right. I'm saying it's going to be uh, 45, 42. Yeah. You? Um. It's hard for me. I don't know. It's difficult because I have a I have a choice to make is if I want to be snarky or <laughs> pick out. Um, I think it's ultimately I think it's Buffalo that wins. Mm. Um, I think it's high scoring. I don't think it's by much. Um, so I think yeah, I think Buffalo by a couple. Wow, wow! It's like I'm talking to myself in the mirror. <laughs> so yeah uh like i said it's close it's, yep. it's yeah it's a smash mouth game it, it is yeah it's weird because it's smash mouth but it's also high scoring which yeah feels we just like see, a right? weird thing to say but it makes sense in the matchup right <laughs> now rams packers rams, packers yeah it, it's super interesting uh, number one scoring offense versus number one scoring defense yeah. You know, uh, Devontae yeah. after the Jalen Ramsey show. I think we'll see who Jalen Ramsey is after today. Um, Here's the thing. The Rams. Cooper Cup, Cooper Cup being game time decision is massive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. For the Rams, absolutely. Yeah. He's yeah. he's a he's a top wide receiver for them. So, yeah, yeah. absolutely. I, man, I don't know if the week off doesn't play in favor for the Packers. You know what I mean? I Considering know. that the Rams had to play in Seattle against Seattle. Yeah. Jared Goff got a chance to flex his thumb, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, and that defense looks stellar. They didn't have too much. Like, they put so much pressure on Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson did not look well, like yeah. Russell Wilson. Aaron, Aaron, we'll see how healthy Aaron Down really is. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we'll see about that. It'll be it'll be interesting to watch. You know, what's fun for me is the McVeigh uh, Matt LaFleur relationship 
and how close they are mm. and how good our friends they are. And now they're going against each other. I love this. I love when coaches are friends and then they go against each other because you usually will see some kind of gamesmanship, right? We're going to see a trick player too. We're going to see a gotcha. Uh, but I think, you know, the level, like when you have two guys that are as competitive as McVay and uh, LaFleur are, you're bound to see something. And then you throw in Aaron Rodgers, who just is otherworldly right now. Uh, that'll be, you know, to me, it's less the matchup of uh, Devontae Adams and Jaden Ramsey, and it's Aaron Rodgers and Jared the Rams Goff. defense. Yeah. Oh, the Rams defense. Yeah. I'm well, sorry. Yeah, Goff's going to be what Goff is, right? Yeah. Like, I don't even know. Like, I think he probably turns it over, you know, a couple times, and that probably ended up handicapping them. I uh, think it's Packers all day. And I think the Packers, because I think the Rams, I'm sorry, they they did everything they could to beat Seattle. I don't see the Rams. Them. The Rams blew their wad last week. Yeah, I don't I think see get, them. I think they get blown out by yeah. three touchdowns. I don't see them doing this to Aaron Rodgers. No. And I don't care. He only has one wide receiver. <laughs> I don't care. He's he's on a mission. <laughs> Man, uh, tell me that Devontae Adams is not the best receiver in football right now. I love to tell you that. I don't think I can. He definitely who's better than who's better than Devontae Adams right now? Right now. I don't know. I would go with Diggs and Tyree Kill. Uh, nope. Kelsey. <laughs> no way. <laughs> Kelsey, Kelsey is good because Tyree Kill helps him. Yeah, probably. Probably. <laughs> Tyree Kill is not that good. He's just very fast. Yeah. Stephon, I, Diggs, Stephon Diggs is close, but he is not Devontae Adams. No, no. I, I will agree with you on that. I mean, Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers, uh, that is the Green Bay Packers. It really is, yeah. They so. connected on 76% of their attempts this year. <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> it's the second highest rate in the last 20 years. That's insane. That's insane. Uh, it's going to be a great game. Packers blowing out the Rams. No, yeah, they, they're going to soften him up with a run, and yeah. they're going to have a couple good shots, and then Devontae Adams could take over. I hey, just, the I Rams think, could feel good about themselves. Yeah. They beat you know, the Seahawks. Sure, yeah. sure. If that's how they want to yeah. feel about it. Well, that's that's how they're going to have to feel about it because there's not much else down this I road. I appreciate the Rams uh, having that effort and then getting Brian Schottenheimer fired because you know I've been on that train <laughs> for a while. So. <laughs> yeah, you needed some you needed some change over I'm there in excited. Seattle. Yeah, very yeah. excited about that. Uh, you know. It's it's good. All right. It's good to have that move, right? Like all right. I want to talk about I want to talk about the old I want to talk about the old men bowl. The old man bowl there. Yeah. Buccaneer Saints. Which man. I mean it's two oldest quarterbacks going at each other. (laughs) I think and it's the third time. I think the Saints Unless the unless Tampa Bay has figured out a way to beat the Saints, they're it losing again. True. They're losing again. Absolutely. Because in my memory, the Saints were the team that wasn't healthy in both of those Buccaneer games. And they the Bucs lost and both. Still smoked them. Who the so Saints? You're telling me that a healthy Saints team is going to lose to the Bucs for the third? No, maybe. I'm saying the Saints are winning this. But isn't it interesting? I said, I said, unless the Bucks figured out a, some sort of playbook or something like that, they're not winning this. They're not they winning this game. Bruce Arians is not that smart of a coach. No, they're not winning this. Uh, but here's the outlier. Mm. Are you willing to bet against Tom Brady and his 13 
is 13 division championships. Absolutely. Or absolutely. I am absolutely. Yes. This one. Yes. Cause unless, unless drew Brees like chokes the big, like chokes, well, you know, maybe, right. No, he's been robbed. He's been robbed in a lot of the last couple of games there. I mean, I don't think he's choked. He's ro- he's by, been robbed. By your best receiver in football. You know. Von Diggs robbed him. <laughs> well, there was that one year that the refs robbed him. Yeah. Well, they, against they, they, Los they've Angeles. They've got a bad yeah. shape. Yeah. Right, let's, so, let's, uh, let's go on record with these things. So we're both saying Bills. Yeah, Bills. We're both saying Rams. Uh, not Rams, Packers. Packers. What, by Rams. a lot. Yeah. Uh, I'm saying Saints Bucks, and because it's a third time, it's going to be closer. So 35 30. Yeah. 35 30. Who are you taking Saints? Saints. I'm taking Tommy. Oh, interesting. Third time's a charm, eh? Not willing to bet against him in the playoffs. Oh, uh, wow. I, uh, I think he just, uh, gets out there and gives a big pile of steaming poop. Out there is what I think is happening. Might. That's what happened last year in the playoffs. <laughs> something. It's got a weird little itch about this game. Uh, maybe, you know, maybe it's not a good itch. Maybe it's. Uh, all right. So this is the one that we differ on. And I'm sure we're going to differ in this next one here, too. The penicillin. Yeah. yeah. I don't. Maybe. I guess we'll talk about it. But uh, yeah. Browns Chiefs. Chiefs are already looking past the Browns, already looking past them, already disrespecting them. I've just seen so many things come out where they're saying, ah, oh, it's the Browns. They don't even deserve to be here. So they're already looking beyond the, the Browns already. And if anything, I think that's what the, the Browns like that. They like that. They like being the underdog. They like it when you look past them because they do something all of a sudden that, I mean, Baker Mayfield has been playing lights out football. It, no interceptions, been playing great football. He's not blowing, he's not blowing it out with yards and touchdown passes left, right, and center. Although last week I think he had three, maybe four. Yeah, I don't, I don't disagree with you. So he's been playing great football. Yeah. He's been playing the football we've been calling for him to play all year. That's right. You know, give the so ball to 24. That's it. The Cub show. Nick Chubb has been playing lights out. Like it, when it comes to both, like I think yards from scrimmage. I don't know how much he had in that last game because he played unbelievable. Let me let me give you this stat. In the thirteen games that Nick Chubb has played, right, uh-huh. one hundred sixty-three rushing yards per game, four point eight yards per carry as a team. Is the average 12 touchdowns in 13 games without Nick Chubb? And they're 10 and three. Four games without Nick Chubb, two and two, 95 yards rushing a game, and only 3.9 yards per carry. Hmm. Zero scores on the ground. That's something. That's Nick something. Chubb matters. He does. Absolutely. Yep. And when Baker Absolutely. plays to his strength, to the team's strength, which is Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, then they go well. Mm-hmm. That's why I, he threw touchdown passes last week. Absolutely. Because Nick Chubb opened it up. Uh-huh. And the defense played well. Yep. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. If 
Kansas City gets limited on chunk plays. If the back end of the Browns' defense can play well and that front seven gets pressure on Patrick Mahomes and gets to make it the ball out early and it's going to the Sammy Watkins, you know, uh, whatever his other name is, old 17, what's his name? Holman, recall, whatever his name is. If it doesn't go for 50 yards to Tyreek Hill or 27 yards to Travis Kelsey, right? Hmm. The Browns have a chance. And then yeah. it's ball control. So to me, like Kansas City's defense is kind of a joke. You know, it has been all season. Yeah, they don't have to be good because they've got a great offense. Exactly. Their offense this is, is an Andy Reid team. Andy yes. Reid teams do this. Yeah. So uh, unless they could stop Chubb, and I, I don't see that happening. Oh. Um, he, he, Patrick Mahomes, you know what? It's just the same as uh, Big Ben. Big Ben had 500, uh, 500 yards yeah. passing, four yep. touchdowns. Wasn't enough because he had five. Well, points. yeah, but I mean, yeah, the turnovers are, the turnovers are there. Yeah, and the, and that's the thing is like, uh, it's he's not he's not Ben he's not Ben uh, Roethlisberger Patrick Mahomes isn't he's vindictive, he's cerebral, he yeah. will play you. But Miles Garrett, as I said before, I told you this, although you do bring up a good point about Nick Chubb being that, but that's probably your two best players on that Cleveland Browns team, Miles Garrett and Nick Chubb. Yeah, Miles Garrett might be the better player, but Nick Chubb is the more valuable player. Yeah. And if Miles Garrett is in Patrick Mahomes' face all game long, it's going to be a long day. Long, long day. And uh, I don't care how good Frank Clark thinks he is. I don't care. They have no real run game. Uh, yeah, okay. So you picked up uh, Chubby Boy there from uh, New York Jets. Uh, Old Le'Veon. Yeah. He, he he didn't do much this season. And their no. rookie running back, uh, he did what he could, you know. Well, and, and he was good in spots, but he's coming out of a hip and a high ankle. Yeah. He's going to play, but not and well. You think, you can't you think imagine him playing well. Kareem Hunt's got a little chip on his shoulder, maybe against yeah, this team as well. I think so too. Yeah. So I'm this is my upset. This is my upset right here. I think the Browns go through the Chiefs. I think it's close, but it's, they're going to go through them. Yeah, I think I do. You do too, eh? I thought you were for sure you were going Chiefs. I thought for sure. <laughs> uh, I thought for sure we're going to have a disagreement here. Uh well yeah I mean I would I in my heart I think it's the Browns and even by the spread I think it's the Browns so it's pretty easy for me I mean a <laughs> ten point ten point favorite it just doesn't the Browns the Chiefs are ten point favorite oh yeah 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 uh, if Kansas City wins I don't think it's by ten yeah no. so even if I'm betting with my wallet I'm betting the spread right like I'm not yeah. I'm not taking Kansas City minus ten. <laughs> I think I think the Browns have this one here. Like it's going to be, they have to show up and play. I think they have an opportunity to have mm-hmm. it. I think mm-hmm. that they have the ability to have it. I don't mm-hmm. necessarily think they have it. Like it's I not a lock. Like yeah, Green Bay. I feel like is it's a lock. lock of the week. Yeah, the rest yeah. of them are all up in the air. <laughs> yeah, this is this is the one that feels the most solid to me. Mm-hmm. I think from a scheme perspective and for what we've seen them to be. Kansas City hasn't been great all year either. They've got a bit of a Super Bowl hangover. Yeah. And Stefanski's going to be there this time. 
Yeah, I think it's that. But I think, you know, the the Tampa Bay Saints game is more of a coin flip for me. Yeah. And that Bills Ravens game is too. I think those yeah. are the yeah. best two games of the week. Oh yeah. Um from a just a sheer football come down to the end, you know, uh tight pants kind of game, you know. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, but oh it does totally, totally. I, I'm so stoked for this weekend. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be absolutely great. All right. Urban Meyer. The new head coach yeah. of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Fascinating. It's fascinating to me. No um, NFL experience whatsoever. Yeah, I, I personally feel like that gets overblown, though. I think mm. um I think a coach not having not always, but I think a coach not having NFL experience doesn't matter in some cases. Urban Meyer is one of those guys, right? I think he comes in. Uh Jacksonville's a bit of a college team anyway right they don't have a lot of history behind them so he could come in and really make his mark the fan base doesn't expect a lot which is helpful i think they're just happy to have you know somebody there um it's fascinating to me what he's going to do with the first pick you know i think um up until this morning i felt like you know justin fields was maybe in play urban meyer had recruited him uh, Mm -hmm. you know and with urban meyer's ties still ties to this day with Ohio state as, as much access as he has mm-hmm. You've probably seen Justin Fields practice more than anybody yep. else. Right. Outside mm-hmm. of uh, Ryan day. And so uh, I felt like maybe they gave him the edge this morning though. I read about how uh, Urban Meyer was just infatuated with Trevor Lawrence after um, the 2019 year, you know, yeah. when uh, Clemson beat Ohio state as a freshman and, and what he thinks his potential is. Mm. I shifted today. I feel like Trevor Lawrence is the number one pick. I don't think it's Justin Fields. I think Fields slides down a little bit. I do too. Um, um, I, I, that's what I've been hearing too. That Urban Meyer is probably looking forward to working with Trevor Lawrence. It's so funny. I, I've just heard a lot of the pundits just going off about like you know that no coach that comes from college straight from college over has any sort of like they even said that Pete Carroll at least had some NFL experience. That uh, yeah. uh, you know, but Chip Kelly came over garbage, right? But the thing is that Urban Meyer is a different he's a different coach. He's taken losing programs and turned them yeah. into winners. That's the operative word. Yeah. Programs. How many college coaches have we seen been successful at the college level that jumped to the pros that had taken multiple college programs mm-hmm. from not even from the bottom, but just elevated them? Mm-hmm. Right. Urban Meyer, Utah. Florida, Ohio State. You're forgetting right? about Bowling Green. He he had yes, Bowling Green. Too. Starting Bowling Green, but yeah. producing talented first round picks mm-hmm. in those mm-hmm. programs. He has Ezekiel a Elliott. development. Mm-hmm. He understands all those things. Chip Kelly for me was never going to be a good coach. No, he couldn't recruit well. He had a system that wasn't going to work in the NFL. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. That system nope. was not going to work in the NFL. No, you can't be playing speedball. No. <laughs> It was a system that wasn't going to work and he wasn't going to be able to adapt. Yeah. Speedball only works like if you're playing uh, in the NBA or you're playing in the NHL. It doesn't work in football because you need that time management. You can't be just rushing that ball down as fast as possible. Yep. Because now your defense is expected to. Talent is even. That's the thing, right? That's that's it. So, yeah, yeah, I totally agree. 
yeah, I'm I'm really happy about that. Uh, I think Urban Meyer deserves that. And what a better place than to go to Jacksonville to do it. Yeah. And I'm glad that Doug Marone got fired after what he did with the Bills. <laughs> so glad. It's like, yeah, see you later, buddy. That's yeah. hilarious. It's Dude, he, he walked out. He walked out on the Bills. It's like, what? Yeah. <sighs> he was always a chump. Yeah. Unbelievable. That's how we ended up getting what's his face there. Uh the fat man, Rex Ryan, after that there. Oh, Rex yeah. Ryan was yeah. here. Yeah. yeah. What a joker that guy was. He was calling against the Bills there two weeks ago. Get out of here, Rex Has Ryan. Anybody made more money off of Ray Lewis than Rex Ryan. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> Why do you say that? He's not good. Rex Ryan? No, he's not a good you, coach. Do you know what made him? What made him Ray was the Lewis. Jets. No, no, what made it? He would. No. Where was he at before the Jets? Okay. How did yeah, he yeah, get yeah, Jets yeah. Opportunity? Yeah, you're right. You're right. But he still did bring the Jets to two back-to-back AFC championships. They just lost against two of the best quarterbacks to play the game. <laughs> that's that's it. You know? Um, yeah. And he did that with Mark Sanchez, dude. How dare you? <laughs> the butt-fumbling quarterback, man. He did that with Mark Sanchez. You just say that because Mark Sanchez has better hair than you do. There's Jules. Whoa. Easy now. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> I just can't believe I can't believe that you know that he he went against the Bills. I mean, he should be smacked in the face for that. Jeez, stupid Rex Ryan. Yeah, but you're right though. You're right. He, he you know what defensive, but he def- never would have got the shot to coach the Jets if he hadn't if it hadn't been for Ray Lewis because I don't think he was that good of a defensive coordinator to be honest. You don't think that his dad had something to do with some of that too? Because I mean, dad had a reason for him to get hired, but I don't think he goes yeah. past it. I mean, look at his brother, right? Like. Yeah, well, his brother did some good stuff in Dallas, I thought. <laughs> yeah, and the Saints, and they weren't cheating. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's so funny, right? Because, like, his his father, what a – he's a character when you look at him. You know what I mean? Yeah. That year that the Bears won, I don't even know how they did that because they really had two coaches. You know what I mean? <laughs> they had two coaches at that time. It's like, how do you win? Mike Ditka, both of them being raised up. I will never forget that in 85. Yep. Both of them being raised up. I'm like, come on, man. Nope. You know, but he didn't back down either. He did not back down. Nope. And no, so that was, that was a match made in heaven, though, between uh, Ditka and Ryan. That was, yeah. that doesn't work anywhere else. No, no. <laughs> No, it doesn't. But Ryan, man, 85 Bears, people still talk about that defense. Yeah. The only defense that people talk about memorably like that is the Legion of Boom. Yeah, and the Raven, that Ravens defense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But those are decade-long gener- – like, that's generational stuff, right? Yeah. Like that's, we're talking about the span of 35 years, three defenses you could talk about in that world. Yeah, insane. No one, else is, no one else is on those levels. No. 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 Like, unbelievable to even think about that. that those defenses still transcend time. It's <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah, you can't, you can't take those defenses apart. Before that, people just talked about the no-name defense in Miami. Yeah. You know? Now they're not even... They're honorable mention now. It's like... <laughs> 
So interesting, interesting. Yeah, we'll see. I think we'll see some more coaching things kind of fall together as uh, teams get knocked out. That's you know some of where it is. Well, what about there's a lot of coaching carousel changes there. Yeah. So yeah, like uh, all Robert, the last day. Robert all the last taking, day. Yeah, Robert uh, Saylor <laughs> taking the Jets job. He's got a straight uphill climb. I'm surprised he left the the Niners. I know there's a lot of people, not a lot of Niners fans that are pissed. I'm not surprised that he left the Niners. I'm surprised that it was the Jets that he took. That's I'm yeah. surprised that's the job. I thought well, I thought he was in it. I thought for sure Atlanta was his landing spot. You but, thought so, eh? Yeah. Uh, uh, who, who's who's gone to Atlanta anyways? There, Arthur Smith from the Titans. Wow, I don't even. Don't even know. Is their offensive coordinator? Wow. He looks like a fat Nicholas Cage. Nice. And Quinn, Quinn ended up going to uh I forget again now. Oh my gosh. Dallas. That's it. They're DC, right? Um hurts my feelings. I'm I'm sure it does because I thought for sure he would come back to Seattle. I thought for sure. Well, they didn't fire Ken Norton, so he can't come back. Uh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. That's sad. I'm still time left. <laughs> I mean, uh, I, I, I Seattle. There's, there's, there's some problems there for sure. But I mean, I don't think it's anything glaring. I don't think it's anything that's like, oh no, it's scheme. Yeah, it's all, it's all fixable with coaching. I think you know, Carroll got to go. This morning, the this morning, the rumor is that Doug Peterson, the former Eagles head coach, is the on track to be the Seahawks offensive coordinator. He's from. He's a local boy, right? He's from up north. Yeah. And, to be a little homecoming for him, hundred uh, percent support it. Yeah, but the all Anthony Lynn from the Chargers head coach also rumored to be in the running. Which, yeah. wow! I mean, do you think it's Pete Carroll's time? Is time's coming up or no? He just signed a contract extension, holds him through for five more years. Him and wow. John Schneider both inked uh, through the rest of the way out. You know, I mean, could they take a shot and get a young OC? They would groom to be the next head coach, possibly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think they're running out of the window with uh, Russell, though. I think they need to get somebody on now that's going to help them win and not have some learning bumps. So I think, um, you know, I like what Anthony Lynn was able to do. Uh, I'm really surprised the Chargers got rid of him. I was too. Um, you know, you look at the scheme that he runs, it's, it's very Pete Carroll friendly. Mm-hmm. You know, heavy run game, you know, good offensive line play. Uh, and then take his shots down the field, which is Russell's MO. Yeah. Uh, you feel the same thing about Doug Peterson. You see what Doug Peterson was able to do in Philly the last couple of years with Nick Foles and Carson Wentz. Russell uh-huh. Wilson, obviously an upgrade there. Uh-huh. The receiving core in Seattle, obviously an upgrade there. Uh-huh. Um, and the running back room has a chance to be the best that he's had. And so, uh-huh. you know, I think that it's an attractive job for those two guys. Um, I think that if you're Seattle, that's the move. You got to go, you got to get a big personality in there that's, you know, that knows what they're doing. Now, speaking about coaching, I heard some. I heard a rumor here. Uh, so Mike Babcock, I believe, just signed a uh, contract with I don't know NBC or somebody that has to do some announcing this year. Mm-hmm. But then he's supposed he's one of the front runners for the Kraken to be the head coach of the Kraken. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Um, I don't know. I don't really. It feels like that's so next year that it's hard to see it. <laughs> Because it is next year. Yeah, yeah, you're right. The thing is that Babcock was fired from here, from the Leafs, yeah. right? And he had all the talent, all the talent in the world around him. And 
Yeah, I don't think I don't think he's a good coach. I think he's a fine leader. Maybe that's what you need for an expansion team. Yeah, yeah. You know what? You know, it's different situations for those guys, right? Like you got to like in coaching is weird, and it's what do you want or where's your team window? Because some Mm -hmm. guys can get you know the best out of players and you know appease your fan base and be competitive and build good foundations. And there's other guys that are this there to win championships. Yeah, yeah. Man, okay. Sounds weird. Interesting. Everyone wants a championship, but you know. What's that? I said it sounds weird because everyone wants a championship, but not everyone is in that mode. No. No, and well, the thing is, I mean, it's interesting. That's that's. I guess that's the only thing I could really think of is that. Wow. If anything, though, I think you're right. He'd probably be really good for an expansion team. Um, can't you could do much worse. Yeah. All right. First UFC back of the new year. Yeah. First a free fight. Right? It it is. Uh, there's like you said, there's a couple of fights here this week. Historic uh, in this thing that this is the first um, ABC card, right? So yeah, a real deal, you know, top edge fights. Like it's on ABC. Yeah, you also need to find an ABC. Uh, Muhammad Ali. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Since not a lot of not a lot of things. So big deal for Dana White and those fellas. Max Holloway uh, is one of my favorite fighters to watch. I feel like he's maybe also one of the most um, unproductive fighters. You know, I feel like he's accomplished quite a few things, but I think that he always left something on the table for... He was a champ. His talent. Yeah, but he wasn't... I I agree. And then it's not to say that he wasted his career, but I always felt like he had more to give. And he just was happy with where he was, and he's had a solid career. But he's always that guy where, like, you thought he could transcend uh to another level what do you think what do you think after this fight here he's fighting Qatar, and then next saturday it's conor mcgregor and dustin poirier they're all in the same weight category who gets a title shot conor you think conor's going to beat poirier on reputation no well yeah i I do think he'll beat poirier yes i don't think so i think poirier Mm -hmm. got his black belt in bjj i think he's going to take him down to the ground it's a different poirier than we're seeing i don't know I don't, man, I don't know. I've been watching Connor. I have a love hate with Connor. You know that. And um, I, I can't stand him. I, every time I watch him, I want to lose. Are in, we are watching vintage Connor McGregor right now. This coming all, up. Like this, the, the Connor we're going to see come out now is going to be early Connor. And you that think, Connor is dangerous. You think some of Connor McGregor's soul was taken by Habib? In that loss, um, yep, and I think that recently <laughs> because the Connor we're seeing right now, the cockiness coming out of McGregor is a different. It's the early level cockiness of McGregor, where it's less about, uh, you know, he was kind of like whatever. He kind of went Brock Lesnar for a little bit, you know, where he's like, oh, about my endorsements and my money <clears throat> and those things. And <laughs> what happened with him and Khabib? I think that it turned him back around because now it's less. He's still flexing, right? Like he's got money. But like he's got some training stuff out there, and that that boy looks like he's ready to go. Yeah, but uh, Dustin Poirier, I don't know, man. I, I'm interested about that fight. I am. I want to yeah, watch it. Yeah, I mean, it's early for fight of the year, but it, it might yeah. be the fight of the year in 21. I think those yeah. those two match up so well. There's so much bad blood there already. Absolutely. Uh, I just think this is vintage Conor McGregor. Yeah, and that to me is interesting. You know what? You, you might have a point there. I just really thought that Habib just took his soul, man. Just took his soul yeah, when he fought him. He did, but I think just it reset like, him. 
it doesn't matter how good you think you are. I am just that much better than you. <laughs> well, but I think that was a reset for Connor. I think Connor yeah. knows in his heart of hearts that he didn't come into that fight as sharp as he could have. He came in on cloud nine thinking he was. I don't think any Connor McGregor. $100 million man. I don't think any Conor McGregor. I don't disagree with you at all, but I think that he knows that the way he approached that fight, he approached Mm -hmm. it like he had a hundred million dollars in the bank. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Interesting. I I think if he wins any level of Conor, right? Yeah. But not everyone beats any level of Conor. And I think the Conor we've seen the last two or three, four fights has been the hundred million dollar man, cloud nine dude. And that guy's yeah. better than 96% of the fighters out there, but not better than the other 4%. And then now, you know, I think Con- I think Connor's on a mission. And I, I'm not a Conor McGregor fan. I think his mm. whiskey crash. And I have a lot of room for him, but he needs a better haircut with all that money, to be honest with you. <laughs> uh, I saw I saw an Instagram thing where he was just showing off his watch. <laughs> showing off his well, yeah. watch of his. Yeah. That's great. Like, Good for him. Good for yeah, him. And fantastic. And he's <laughs> the money, but like, there's there's definitely a piece of him that is, I think, ready to go. So, yeah. Carlos Condit and Matt Brown. Um, yep. man, I, who's been who? I mean, I think I love Carlos Condit. I think that last fight, that last fight I watched. Yes. So good. Yes. But that's who he's always been. He just can't put it together when it matters. It's almost like he's scared of the lights. Again, that was another, I think it was an instance of fighting a person that took his soul, which is George yep. St. Pierre. George St. Pierre took his soul. I kicked the man in the head and I couldn't knock him out. It's like I gave him my best kick and he kept coming after me. You're putting Khabib and GSP in the same category. Absolutely. Soul snatchers. Absolutely. The only person that would disagree with me besides you is uh Reed. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Reed and I are smart. <laughs> I'm a blind follower. I mean <laughs> you're uh you're a nationalist. That's what you uh whoa. Listen, George St. Pierre. Listen, you know what I you know how I feel about George St. Pierre. You know all, the amount of training. Yeah, we, I look he does. at it every week. the trading the i mean to me he was when he was at the top of his game he's at the top of his game no no questions you know um now was he smart about his fights absolutely why not take on bisbing was he smart about his injuries when he got hurt and who he dodged absolutely oh my gosh (laughs) listen listen Condit though, I, I I want him I want him to win. I think he's a great fighter. I think that this is gonna be a great fight for him. Um uh the rest of the cards aren't that bad either. It's not that bad. Well, that's the thing, right? We're gonna know that um this card's not gonna be terrible because it's a Dana White card, right? Yeah, like just because yeah. the, the fighters aren't necessarily on our radar or whatever, like the matchups are always solid. And so, you know. Just no, to watch. I won't watch a lot of it to be honest with you because it conflicts with football. So. Yeah, exactly. I'll probably just go to the main event, so the co-main event. That's really it. Just yeah. I'll catch click over bit. during halftime. Exactly. Commercial breaks. Click now Wednesday, there's already another another one on yeah. Wednesday as well. Yeah. And I'll tell you the two fights I'm looking at. That one there. So there's Michael the the main event, Michael uh, Chiesa against Neil Magny. I think that's a great fight. And my other fight that I'm looking at. 
is that Roxanne Montefiore against Vivian Arroyo. Uh, that Roxanne Montefiore, ever since I saw her on um, the tough uh, competitions going back a few years with the females, I've always been interested because like, she's just like the most peaceful person I've ever seen, but man, she goes out there and gives it Hey, eh? It's just like unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. And I think there's something to that. You know, that's the cerebral part of the fight, you know, where you can be inside your own head and not be aggressive, like be aggressive, but not be like, yeah. out of control. Like that's, yeah. a, you know, that's a real thing. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that one there too. And then it leads right into Saturday and next week there, which we'll be talking about more about Conor McGregor and oh, uh, we'll Dustin have a Poirier. full breakdown of that whole card. Yeah. yeah. It'd be, be great, man. It looks like episode 25 is coming into the books here. Wrapped up just like oh. we like it. <laughs> it's time to go catch uh, some fights and catch some football. So Sean, always a pleasure. Absolutely. Monday Listen. night. We'll be back live. We'll break down the games. Yeah. Friends will be there. Our yeah. rowdy friends. It'll be a good time. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, uh, I, I always love it when I speak to Martin because it's just. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, he's yeah, he's a, a Bills fan. But, man, oh, man, he has some good insights. <laughs> he's got great insight. He's not a he, blind follower. No. He has some he, great... He's a football fan. He, he's got some good stuff. That's good. That's exactly it. And Reed, I mean, what I love about Reed is he doesn't even have a dog in the fight, but he just hates Buffalo that much. So, I mean, it's it's yeah. awesome. Awesome. He just hates everything non Boston, which is great. Yeah, yeah, gotta, yeah. That's the beautiful part of it. I still think my favorite thing that you said was like, you know, like you try to get back into basketball, you just can't. I'm like, what? I get it. <laughs> I get it. Oh, all, man. All steps. Hey, I just wanted to say another shout out to Flyers. Thank you so much. Uh, listen, subscribe, Guys Beer Sports, Spotify, iTunes. Um, we have now buy me a coffee guys beer sports if you guys like what you're hearing go ahead send us a donation there it's called buy us a beer five dollars whatever it costs money to do this show believe it or not 150 yeah yeah so production actually costs money it does and we love doing it but hey if you like what you're hearing why not why not throw a few bucks our way we'll we'll definitely appreciate it and it goes right back into the show even i will even give you a shout out how about that what's that well, I said, we'll even give him a little shout out to you. That's right. Little, That's right. A little bit. You get to be part of the show. That's how it works. You know, and uh, we're so humbled with the, the, the listenership and the people that are uh, participating and everything. Guys, thank you so much. You make yeah. it all that much more worthwhile to do this. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> Hopefully uh, one of your two teams wins this week. If not both. I knew you were going to say that. Oh, wow. Otherwise. Yeah. We're in for a long George St. Pierre is the greatest <laughs> conversation. On Saturday, so. This is not Go the time, on, Brad. This is not the time. On, Bill. <laughs> hey, brother. Always good to see you. 25 in the books. Till next time. Peace. Peace. You've listened to the podcast, but now it's time to visit us in our virtual sports bar. Get all of our info at guysbeersports.com, where you can find all the ways to connect with us. Watch for live conversations with Brad and Sean that happen throughout the week, and join in with your favorite local beer. You can share your thoughts in the conversation comments with your own uploaded videos, or even join us as a guest live commentator. 
the GBS Virtual Sports Bar is open for business. Come on in, boys and girls.